0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hi, Curtis. Hey, Teddy. I have a question for you. Would you rather be a cult leader or cult follower
0: i'd rather be the leader but i don't know if i could pull it off Do i, I have think enough people would
1: follow you yeah <laughs> no I you, you get money I, if you're a cult leader
0: you know i'm a bad liar though i have a terrible poker face so if i started to say stuff like hey guys i'm the mountain wizard i'm the immortal mountain wizard i think that i'd start giggling <laughs>
1: Same like, <laughs> <No matter what laughs> it, give me No her money, They'd typing. Right no,
0: I, I'm such a faker. Yeah, no, I, I would be, I'd be found out pretty, pretty fast.
1: I think I have a pretty good time as a cult follower. You know, just be like, yeah. you know, like, uh, I like to be hyped. You know, when the DJ says <laughs> drop the beat, I don't want to be the DJ being like, I'm gonna drop the beat. Everybody, 5-4-3-2 I want to be in the crowd, being like, oh. Feeling
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So listeners, if you have nothing to do, you can <laughs> drop me or Curtis a DM and be like, I'd rather be a cult follower. Will you follow Curtis? Let us know. Let us know. Hi, I'm Teddy.
0: And I'm Curtis.
1: And welcome to A Briefcase. This week, we have the pleasure of having friend of the podcast, excellent host Curtis from the Infatuation Podcast Ooh. on again. And if you didn't catch in part one, Curtis, again, the charming host from the Infatuation Podcast. What a
0: bad liar.
1: <laughs> I could be a cult
0: leader. All right.
1: <laughs> Every week, Curtis and his friends chat with amazing Asian creators like me okay. and tell me, Curtis, who was your last guest?
0: I'll have uh, a, a woman. She was She's Chinese, but she's born in Spain. mm And she is riding her bicycle from Spain to China.
1: Oh, shit. Her quads are gonna be jacked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She already rode over the Pyrenees. Yeah, she said it was tough. She's been at it for about two months and she's in Italy right now. Mm. And her name is Sara Chu. Mm. But I'm excited to talk to her. I think there's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: And who is your favorite guest? Don't oh. feel obligated, Curtis, don't feel obligated, but you know, <laughs> you on my podcast.
0: I know, I, you know, I am not even lying, but I'm going to say our episode was really, really fun, and it, it went in directions I did not expect it to go, and you are full of surprises and full of humor, and you like to pick on me, so that's, that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready, you know, because on your show, you're always so calm. And you know, kinda of scripted, right? When you came on the show you were you were like firing from the hip, you were shooting jokes, you were yeah, you were you were a fun guest.
1: So this week we are covering the doomsday cult that carried out the deadly Tokyo Subway seren attacks, um Shinriko. In part one, we covered Shoko Asahara, the charismatic but cruel leader of Am Shinriko. We looked at his history, how he started the cult and and how Amshinuva started manufacturing biochemical weapons, and very insidiously started attempting to kill, sometimes successfully killing "quote unquote" enemies of the cult. Today, we're looking at how Amshinuva started manufacturing chemical weapons, how they started testing out chemical attacks, and what happened in the aftermath. And very scarily, where the cult is today. Now, the cult starts getting very serious about this whole death and doom thing in 1993. And they started with this thing called Basilius Entressus. Am I pronouncing that right?
0: Uh, well, you know, with my American <laughs> accent, I would say Anthracus.
1: Anthrachus, Yes. All right. And so this is a bacteria, a disease, and it's deadly to livestock and sometimes humans. And what it does is that it causes anthrax, which is horrific because I accidentally googled photos of anthrax and now I regret that.
0: (laughs) That accelerated really quickly. They went from killing lawyers to now biological weapons yeah yeah,
1: why would you do that don't do that okay and so in july 1993 the cult members they they got their their anthrax and they started spraying the Bacillus anthracis spores so they wanted to cause an anthrax epidemic but it failed And all they got were like smell complaints, like odor complaints, like, hello, we don't know what you're doing in that building, but it's very smelly.
0: You would think things would start to die, but I guess it wasn't concentrated enough.
1: So they knew they had to do better. And by end 1993, they were producing sarin, which is very scary. And they were also producing this thing called VX, which is another nerve agent. And this is the same nerve agent that was used to allegedly, supposedly assassinate Kim Jong-nam, the eldest son of Korean dictator Kim Jong-il and the half-brother of the current dictator Kim Jong-un. And they even tested this out on sheep in Western Australia. So on top of that, they were animal abusers. So they, yeah, they went and tested their serin out on sheep, which is like the worst thing you can do because sheep are so cute and so... They, yeah. Yeah, and like, wasn't the other farmers in Western Australia being like, Hey, wh- wh-? <laughs> what to my sheep? Yeah. Alright, so we're going to start with the first attack. It was 27th June 1994, in the city of Matsumoto, Nagano, and you're like, Okay, so we are so why are you targeting this city? Because this was the city where a bunch of judges lived, and these judges were like judging a real estate dispute that was going to go against the cult, all right. And they were like, You know how we can solve this? We're going to kill the judges, no judges, no court. Uh-huh, Does it work yeah. like that? <laughs> I don't know. Opinion. Yeah, so I'm Shinrico. they got this um refrigeration truck, like, like, I assume it's like a ice truck or an ice oh, cream yeah. truck. Yeah, and they sprayed a cloud of sarin, like you said, it was odorless, it was colorless. And they ended up killing eight people and hurting 500. So I'm not sure if any of the people affected were actually like the judges involved, but it was just such a shitty thing to do. The police at the time they didn't suspect Amshin Rico at all because I mean like why would you? I so know. instead they focused on this dude called Yoshiyuki <laughs> Konua and he was like just a completely innocent machinery salesman who happened to live next to where the truck was parked. Uh... So they thought that the gas came from him and this just set everyone on him and he was called he was literally called the Poison Gas Man. And the police thought it was him because he had twenty chemicals that could be used for photo processing pottery, and he also had fertilizer. So it just sounds like somebody with a lot of like diverse and cute interests. Okay, yeah, like
0: wrong place, wrong time.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, none of these chemicals could be used to produce sarin. All right, by the way, none of them. They just like they were like, oh, chemicals. And his own wife was affected, and she stayed in a coma for the rest of her life before dying. So he got hate mail, he got death threats, but he was completely innocent.
0: Oh, she was near where the attack was?
1: Yeah, because she was in, I think she was in the house or near the house. So why would he go after his own wife? You know? And after that, the cult, they attacked three more people, but with VX, because like Shoko had different reasons. One of them Shoko thought was a spy. Some of them were people trying to leave. And then in February 1995, They kidnapped Kyoshu Kariya, who was 69, and he wasn't involved in the cult at all, okay? It wasn't like he joined and then he left, it wasn't like he was spying, it wasn't like he was suing the cult. He just happened to be the brother of a member who escaped the cult. And they took him to the compound near Mount Fuji, killed him, incinerated him, and then dumped whatever was left in Lake Kawaguchi. And the thing is that he knew that this was coming. They they left threats. He left a note that said, "If I disappear, I was abducted <laughs> by Amishenrico." Yeah. Okay. Okay. And at the same time, you're like, "Hey, why, <laughs> wh- what, what? <laughs> uh, hey, police! Y'all noticed that the the gang they 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 be burning people up there. They be kidnapping. You know."
0: Oh, obvious.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, they weren't just carrying out attacks, kidnapping and murdering people, they were doing the most, okay? They were trying to manufacture guns, alright? They wanted to produce a thousand assault rifles and they wanted to copy the AK-74, so not 47, I keep mixing them up. So it's a Soviet infantry weapon and they managed to smuggle one into reverse engineer, but they only managed to complete one. Which, by the way, is horrifying enough because now you have a cult who knows how to manufacture guns. So the police, they, they finally, finally, Fine. after like <laughs> years, they, they finally start to get suspicious. In March nineteen ninety-five, they prepare to raid the arms manufacturing facilities all across Japan, and it's, it's sometimes speculated, just just pure speculation, that the Tokyo attack was a distraction to keep the police occupied. If they are so busy with the attack, they aren't going to be able to raid them. So the Tokyo attack happened on a Monday, which is tough enough, alright?
0: A lot of commuters.
1: Yeah, so it was 20th March 1995 in the Tokyo subway at that point, and it still is one of the world's busiest commuter systems. So they targeted five trains on three main lines, the Chiyoda line, the Marunouchi line, and the Hipaya line, and the attack was carried out by 10 men who were deployed. Each had two packets of sarin, and they were all hidden with newspapers, and they had the umbrella that they used to stab the packets and leave on the train. They also had five getaway drivers, one for each of the men, to help flee the scene once they got off the train.
0: So they're not even like martyrs or suicide bombers. No,
1: like, just... no. I mean like suicide bombers and martyrs are like, they're kind of shitty, but like, you know, in the fact that they're running away after stabbing the beckets. they were like yeah. cowards. Oh. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah. And I think because the Seren Beckett's were so subtle, so odourless, colourless. And you know, the thing is that trains are always picking up and dropping off people at different stations. It It took some people time to notice to even notice that it was coming from the newspapers because you just think it's trash you just think it's somebody who threw away his trash on the train
0: Yeah, and it takes a minute for it to go from a liquid to a gas.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not everybody even stabbed their sarin packets correctly. I think some some of them like half-stabbed it, which made it less deadly, but took longer for people to realize. Now, originally, because of the impact of the attack, people were just stumbling out of carriages. People were collapsing at train stations. It was initially reported as an explosion, and I can see how because like, Yeah. yeah and 688 people were transported to hospitals via ambulance. It's gonna be like massive overload in any city. Alright, and in total more than 5,000 people were affected. In the end, 14 people were killed, and about 1,050 people were injured. Yeah, there was a shortage of sarin antidotes, and in Tokyo it had to be delivered from rural hospitals, so I think it had like another use. Yeah. yeah people who accidentally get like uh insecticide pesticide poisonings yeah. yeah
0: yeah sarin was originally a pesticide seriously yeah it was invented to kill bugs <laughs> oh
1: so so the farmer was like spraying his right. crops with sarin and then oh oh shit oops. curtis oops yeah. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> okay real dark real dark mm. all right are you tired of true crime? Do you want a happy ending for a change? There's this new podcast that I've been listening to. It's called How I Met You, an Asian podcast about love. And every Monday, they release episodes where couples share how they meet, their biggest arguments, and their less-than-perfect proposals, just like this snippet. I think that was the first time in our relationship that I questioned whether or not fundamentally we wanted the same thing. I felt like this person doesn't understand what's important to me. I value so much my personal time and space and I value so much that even as we continue in this relationship that I don't lose my sense of
0: self. And he could not understand why.
1: I guess this boys back to her original conversation we had about her previous boyfriend that she started to be very reliant on him and then she lost her sense of herself. I myself realised I need to find like, outside of Jean what it's important to me. What do I want? Because if one day, which I hope the day never comes when Gene is not around, like what do I do then? If you want to check them out, link to their podcast is in the description. So the police they were able to find evidence tying this attack to Am Shinriko. And about a week after that, regardless, they started raiding the cult locations. So the headquarters of Am Shinriko is in a place called Kami Ku. Shiki, which I am probably butchering, right? But it's at the base of Mount Fuji, and there they found explosives, chemical weapons, a Russian military helicopter, which is something okay. that I'm like,
0: how? How? Yeah,
1: so they found anthrax, they found Ebola cultures, all right? They found enough chemicals to produce a crap load of sarin. Like, like, enough to kill 4 million people worth of sarin, which I think at that time was, like, the Singapore population. They could have just, like, dumped it all. And yeah. boom, a country gone.
0: Yeah, this place has a lot of facilities.
1: Yeah, no, they had labs for manufacturing LSD, meth, they had cash, gold, literal prisoners... Uh. Alright, and it's speculated that at that point of time, the cult also went after Takaji Kunimatsu, and they tried shooting the chief of a national police agency, but again, this was never proven, okay? So there were a lot of other mysterious deaths at that point of time their own head of Ministry of Science in the cult, he was stabbed to death in front of the headquarters, in front of a crowd of a hundred reporters. And the guy who stabbed him was a member of the Yamaguchi Gumi, which is Japan's largest Yakuza organization. And this is just a thought from my end. If I was a Yakuza member, I am not a Yakuza member, but if I was a Yakuza member, <laughs> and someone close to me, like my mom or my sister, or like, was affected by the attack, it just seems like the kind of thing I would do, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, logical. Yeah.
1: yeah, so they continue trying to kill people because, you know, they got to kick off their doomsday plan. And on 5th May, they plant a hydrogen cyanide device in a bathroom in Tokyo's Shinjuku Station. So, so what is hydrogen cyanide?
0: Cyanide affects your cells, so they can't produce any energy. Mm. So, I don't know exactly how hydrogen cyanide works, but if you breathed it in, you would basically die from a lack of ATP or energy in your cells.
1: I always thought it was um, the choice of poison for wives to kill their. Yeah, I think it's fairly easy to get.
0: (laughs) Yeah, from almonds and stuff. Again, if a person, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, what do you know about sarin? That's probably.
1: (laughs) What do you know about hydrogen (laughs) cyanide? Alright, so, they found a bomb, they found the fire, and when they looked, alright, on 4th July, they found a bunch of these other hydrogen cyanide devices at other stations as well, so, ha!
0: Finally, the police do something good.
1: Yeah, so, while this was all happening, on May 16th, 1995, about two months after the attack, they managed to catch Shoko in a small room in one of the facilities, And the thing is, you're like, hey, they raided the facilities, why didn't they find him the first time? The way it was described, it was like a crawl space room. Like, there was a room in one of the walls It was like sneaky, he was like...
0: A hidden room. Yeah.
1: And now Shoko's response to this was like, oh, you know what? It's a holy attempt to elevate the doomed souls of the world to a higher spiritual stage. Of course it is. You know, like, the actual doomsday is coming, and anyone who's not in the cult and not killed by the cult, they're going to hell. So I'm doing the world a service. I'm sending them to not hell. Okay. So on the same day that he was caught, they mailed a bomb to the governor of Tokyo, Yukio Aoshima. And it didn't even get to him, his secretary, who was just doing her job. All right, maybe she was just handling her mail. Just she, she, yeah. she in her head she was like, I am a secretary. Damn. All right, her fingers were blown off. All right. Now we have to take a moment to mention, all right, just explicitly mention not everyone who was in Amshin was involved in this. Not everyone who is in Amshin wanted this. So it was just Shoko Asahara and his small circle of like psychopaths, his, his inner circle, his inner cabinet. All right? But regardless, the cult was stripped of its religious status and 13 members of the cult were sentenced to death. And so, of course they ran. Of course they did. Across oh, the they got
0: na- sentenced to death before they caught them?
1: I think, like, collectively as a cult, they were like, yeah, this is this, this person and this is this, this person uh... are going to be sentenced to death. And over the next 20, 10, 20 years, some of them ran, some of them got caught. Um, one of the drivers was caught in 2012, so he was on the run for 17 years, which feels like a very tiring... 17 years. On 6 July 2018, so just four years ago, the first seven members, including Shoko Asahara, were executed. And on 26 July 2018, just 20 days after, six more members, including all the perpetrators of the Tokyo subway attack, they were executed. And what happened to a cult after that? Most cults were just disband. But again, they dis—they didn't disband. They rebranded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when in doubt, rebrand.
1: When in doubt, rebrand. So for a while, Shoko's two very young preteen sons replaced him, which is a bit weird, okay? Because you have teenagers running this, at that point of time, massive organization. So as a cult, they apologize for the attack. They established a victim compensation fund and they took out anything too controversial like some doctrines, they took out anything from the bible, anything too controversial or doomsday culty was removed. In 1999, at some point, I guess they figured it wasn't the best idea to have two, two preteen probably teenage boys running an organisation and then they got a new official leader, Fumi Joyu. And this guy, he's, he's not just any regular guy. He has a master's in artificial intelligence. But he's still kind of cult leader today, so.
0: Oh. He's still around.
1: Still around.
0: Okay.
1: All right. And in 1999, there was also a legislator, Koki Ishii who formed an anti-armed Shinriko committee on the national diet. So that's like parliament, government, congress, which makes complete sense because you just have this organization who just, you know, held the largest terrorist attacks in modern Tokyo. Of course, you want to have an anti-cult, anti-armed Shinriko organization. And then he was very suspiciously murdered in 2002.
0: Very sus.
1: Officially, he was stabbed to death by a Yamaguchi Gumi Gangster, so I remember the largest group of um, Yakuza's in Japan. And it was allegedly over bribes, unpaid bribes, but I'm gonna say that it feels a little bit sus, but officially it has been solved, so that is that. I don't know, Curtis, what do you think?
0: It smells a little stinky. It
1: smells a little stinky. Back to the cult. <laughs> so they rebranded. Om Shiniko was rebranded too. Aleph, A-L-E-P-H in 2000. So if you see um, anyone from Aleph trying to recruit, just say no. (laughs) Say no to Aleph. In 2005, they still had 1,650 members and 650 people were still living in compounds, which is always a very culty thing to do, you know? If you ever hear, hi, I'm Teddy, I live in a compound, (laughs) just just assume that that person is in a cult. Alright? In 2007, the group had a schism. They split into two, one of which, Fumiro, splitting off find, um, he founded the Circle of Light. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and they did a lot of campus recruiting. You know, like startups, they do a lot of campus recruiting.
0: Yeah. The tabling. Yeah.
1: Yes. And the whole time, right, they're being watched because, come on, members of their yeah. group did execute a terrorist biochemical attack. Okay, yeah. so- so so funny enough, they, they, they're global, alright? They're not just in Japan. So Russia specifically declared them a terrorist organization in 2016. So I'm guessing they're Russian members for doing something. And they were raided again in 2017 for their recruitment practices. So we don't know what they are, but clearly shady enough.
0: It's still around, yeah.
1: Alright, so in 2019, so that's just like three years ago, there was another attack. So this was a car attack, but it wasn't by an Amshin member, it was by a sympathizer. Actually, we don't know if he was a member, he could have been, we don't know. On New Year's Day, he drove a car down Takashita Street in the Harajuku district, and he injured nine people. And he apparently also had plans to set fire to a Shinto shrine. And at the time of the attack, it's speculated they had around... Four zero 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 zero. So I think there's forty thousand members worldwide. Yeah. That's that's a lot. That's a lot that's of a people. Lot. All right, and about nine thousand members in Japan. That's still a lot. But today it's assumed. Today today it's assumed to be less than a thousand. So they they had massive dropping off. So moral of the story,
0: don't join cults. Yeah. Uh, well, if they start talking about killing massive amounts of people, yeah, I would say don't join a cult.
1: There, you heard it from Curtis. Thanks for being on the show, Curtis.
0: Of course.
1: And always remember that you can catch The Infatuation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, well, really anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can also find Curtis on Instagram at The Infatuation Podcasts. As always, find us on Instagram at A Briefcase Podcast and online at A Briefcase And do join us next week for
0: another briefcase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen